1: This is Chris Godwin, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com and by Underdog Fantasy. Go to Underdog Fantasy right now, use promo code ROSTER for up to 100% deposit bonus with your first deposit uh, up to $100 over at Underdog Fantasy promo code ROSTER. Okay, we are here with Dr. David Chow. You can find him on Twitter at ProFootballDoc. You can find all of his great work over at SixScore.com, whether it's the in-season for the field view stuff that we talk about so much here on the program, whether it is for just getting ready, understanding these injuries prior to the season, whether it's for your fantasy players, the general health of your favorite uh, fa- your favorite team outside of fantasy, whatever you need, they have it over there at SixScore.com. And, of course, you know him from Twitter, breaking down all the injuries in real time at Pro Football Doc. Longtime sideline physician for the Chargers, Dr. David Chow. What's going on, man?
2: Oh, thank you, uh, thank you so much. And yeah, uh, I know you guys are great with all this, but for new listeners, we're really the only place that provides independent injury analysis. We interpret coach speak. We don't go by published reports, and this questionable and active mean. Productive or not, we try and even get down to that granular level, which obviously, hopefully, can be an advantage for for
1: you guys and your fantasy uh, uh, players. Well, it, it's just a, it's just uh, such a such a pleasure to, to have you on, Doc. And so I'm um, very mindful of your time. I know that you're probably broadcasting right now from an actual place where you. have Might have to go and actually do a surgery or something today, so uh, we don't want to get we don't want to keep you from doing any of that. So I'll just let's go through and hit some of these situations. I want to start out with Chris Godwin uh, because I think people thought it was interesting that he missed the pup list. Can you tell? Because we have a couple guys who have like dodged the pup that we thought might start it. I think most, namely for fantasy, Chris Godwin and James Robinson, the running back for the Jaguars. Now we'll talk about running backs in the next segment, but can you tell us or just maybe refresh us? What is the difference between missing the pup list? How is that different from the IR? Um, is there does there have to be a de- different designation made for these players just because they miss the pup? Does that mean they're, all, they, they're we're, we're pretty sure that they're going to play Week One. Uh, yeah, that's a, this is a great question, and it's an
2: individual decision on whether by teams, whether to go PUP or not. First of all, there's no one that's on IR now. If someone hits IR now, they're done for the season and they cannot return. You have to make the 53 man roster and then hit IR to return after three, minimum three weeks out. So anyone who goes on IR now is done for the season, period, end of discussion. PUP, there's actually two kinds of PUP, the active PUP, which is right now during training camp, where you can come off at any point in time. And some have, like in a day, Clyde Edwards Hilaire came off after a day for the Chiefs. And if, or if you convert to reserve PUP, you don't count against the roster, in the regular season, but you have to miss now four games. It used to be six games. Now that's just a lot of gobbledygook for preparation. But your big important question is Chris Godwin, yippee, no PUP, he's 100%. No, it's not binary. Health is not binary. In other words, uh, it's not like someone uh, on uh, September 30th can't do it, but on October 1st is 100%. Right? Return to play and health is not yes, no. It's shades of gray as you progress up. All this means is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers chose to pass Chris Godwin on a physical. If you don't clear PUP, that means you failed the physical. Now, do you have to be 100% to pass a physical? No, you don't. There's no way Chris Godwin is 100%. So why did he miss PUP? Look, there's a lot of reasons why he missed PUP. Team policy, the doctor thought he was good enough to work at least an individual period in team practice because you can't work with the team at all if you're on PUP. You have to work on the side with athletic trainers. So the team determined he was good enough to work in some capacity with regular practice, probably individual drills. He's not doing 11 on 11 and there's not going to be contact with him right now, but as he's not hundred percent is the key. And this is why our sixth score reflects that still think back to Odell Beckham last year. How did he do week one? Well, actually he didn't play. How about week two? He actually didn't play mm. week three. He played some, didn't do so well, hurt his shoulder, blah, blah, blah. It was only till he got to the Rams late season that he turned the corner from his October ACL. The other reason, Chris, Godwin I believe passed his physical is there's no reason not to you can still hold him back from different parts of practice but at least get him engaged and contractually they just signed him to an extension in a big deal it's not like there's an injury guarantee on him that will come due if he passes a doesn't pass a physical or does or gets injured he's with the team they're married to each other and if you're married to each other why not let him just start practicing, et cetera. So that's where that comes into play. I
1: I've, I was looking at the six scores because you guys have a great article up right now, the NFL 2022 preseason injury preview, and you have them by position. I have them pulled up right now for the wide receivers and the running backs that we're going to be discussing. And whenever I look at it, I there were two that really stand out to me. Um, Michael Thomas, who's saying all the right things about, you know, I think I'm not sure whether he's talking about you or talking about some of these Twitter doctors, he does, <laughs> you've got a little bit of pushback doc from some of these guys. Sometimes I think <laughs> yes, but I'm not sure he's talking about you, but he's saying like, you guys should listen to me. Uh, you, know, I, you know, he says he's good. He's feeling good. I like to hear about him. And I'd also like to hear this, this, this one on Kadarius, Tony kind of surprised me a little bit. You have a six score on him of 74, which just to give people context, you should go check out the articles and become familiarized with the six scores because these are important metrics to understand when you're making your fantasy decisions. But just to give some context, I mean, you got guys coming back from injury like, you know, Kenny Gaudet and Julio Jones and some of these, they, these guys are up in the high 80s and stuff. I mean, Amari Cooper's a 92. You have Kadarius C- C- Tony down here to 74. Um, so so not quite like a Chris Godwin, but a little bit lower. What was it about his injury that that, that seems worrisome well, from let, last season? Let, let me explain
2: a little bit here. Um, and thank you for pulling that out because I don't have all the six scores memorized. Oh, okay, I mean, first of all, what's new this year is, you know, we've also expanded to basketball and baseball. We brought on a panel of doctors. Uh, for, for basketball, the former Chicago Bulls doctor, Houston Rockets doctor, et cetera. We have a panel of NFL doctors. So it's now become a panel decision and process and algorithm to, to come up with the score. So I remember in general what's happening, but I don't remember the exact details of the score. So thank you for pointing them. But let me explain to your audience what we mean by six score. Right now, what we have up there is for every fantasy relevant player, and hopefully this will be useful as people draft, a projected percentage of expected health through the season in other words if we think someone's going to miss half the season his six score can't be higher than 50 right Mm -hmm. because he's going to miss half the season so you might overly simplify is what our adjusted fantasy production for the season factoring in health so i tweeted this last night For example, uh, and it's based solely on health, but of course we do factor in type of play. For example, the same ankle injury on Tom Brady versus Lamar Jackson, you're going to get penalized a lot more on six score on Lamar Jackson, obviously. He runs the ball a lot. And, you know, depending on the type of running back, the type of wide receiver. So we really customized the injury and expectation. So last year we said in the 2021 preseason preview, we gave Saquon Barkley a six score of 46. Okay, I don't remember your projections, but ESPN projected him to have 1171 yards and rush for nine touchdowns. He finished 2021 with 593 yards and two touchdowns. I would argue that six score 46 wasn't perfect, but gave you the idea of where he was going to be at. Um, and uh, and that's kind of where the usefulness, the percentage of health. Now, of course, he, we think he's going to be healthy this year. But we just use Saquon as an example. So when you get to Michael Thomas, uh, look, I had some fun with it. I don't know if he was directing at me or other fantasy doctors. I did reply saying, well, I'm not a fantasy doctor because A, I'm not a fantasy expert. B, I'm actually a real doctor, so I don't know if he was talking about me. But if he was talking about me, I'm fine always being wrong. But let's remember, that article that we wrote, I think, was in March, I believe, or April. I forget which. You can look at the date on the site. At that point, we had significant concerns about his ankle. When it leaked from 2020 into 2021, And by all the videos that he was posting, he wasn't 100%. And that's why we gave him a low six score and that we weren't sure he was going to be productive the whole season. And we said in that article, when he got hurt, he was a top three receiver, at least in the league. And given all he's been through, it's more likely that he's uh, the number three receiver on the Saints with Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry than he is a top three receiver in the league. And I'll take that bet with anybody. Like, it's going to be very difficult for him to be a top three receiver in the league. More likely, he's number three on his team. We'll see. Now, that's kind of harsh, and I probably say that just for the analogy. But what happened? Did he pass a physical at minicamp? No. Did he pass a physical at the start of training camp? No. So are you really telling me after a few days or a week on PUP, yippee, he passed the physical. After, yes, he had revision surgery and a lot of setbacks. When you're talking about an 18-month saga, is 18 days going to change that much? And, yes, we did see new video of Michael Thomas cutting off his healthy side on a route. So if – look, this is the NFL. Everyone's really good. If a team can scout you and know half your route tree is gone based on the way you cut, you're going to be a lot easier to defend. And now he's passed a physical – look, I hope he proves me wrong. Look, whatever Michael Thomas, the healthy Michael Thomas was, the last year he was healthy, he gained, what, 1,700 yards. And our current six score hasn't projected at less than 1,000. I don't think we're that unreasonable. We're not saying Michael Thomas can't play. I'm, we're just saying you have to, you can't expect 2019 1,700-yard Michael Thomas. That's all. And I'd love to talk about it with him. Look, he knows his ankle better than me. But look, when when has the player ever come out and said, yeah, I'm not doing so well. I don't yeah, think I'm going to have
1: to do it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, here, of course, with Dr. David Chow at ProFootballDoc on Twitter, 6 dot com. Doc, I want to ask you about one more wide receiver. Then we'll take a quick break and uh, get back into the running backs. But I mentioned it earlier. Just what about Kadarius Tony? Like, I just, I, I he's just somebody who, whenever you talk about injured players who could have injury concerns coming into the season. I, I don't hear much talk about Kadarius. I'd like me to maybe highlight reasons why there might be a little bit of concern on your end here to the to to to, to the listeners.
2: I'm trying to pull up Kadarius Tony now and give you the exact rundown and, and the score, uh, but uh, hang on one second here. But yeah, it, it has to do with the when we look at injuries and the accumulation of injuries
1: and his history of injuries. So and, so it, so he, over. So it was a it was a six score you guys have him at 74. Um he had a knee scope that caused him to miss OTAs In 2021 he had a bunch of injuries um but as you guys mentioned they they are injuries that aren't all the one area but there's still a little bit of concern on your end. Because he suffered injuries to both his ankles, his hamstring, his quad, his oblique, and his shoulder just last season. So I guess now that I'm reading that back, I'm realizing why you might be a little concerned, Doc. I'd forgotten he had so many different injuries.
2: Now, once again, let me explain. So this is just in one year, right? He had a lot of things. And to add to that, he had a knee scope, and they held him out from OTAs, right? Uh, the money makers are the knees and/or ankles, right? In in, in these eyes and getting separation. And so, uh, look, uh, the the injuries last year, the shoulder injuries from college, uh, the fact that he'd been using a brace and harness. We're not saying he's not a great player, okay? We're just saying whatever a healthy Kadarius Tony, the expectations are. You might want to temper off of that. We're not saying don't draft him, don't play him, but you can't we don't we're not so sure it's going to be look the bottom line is if you look at the sixth score 74 if you're saying he's at 100 if he's 100 healthy and no very few people are that it's like a madden score 99 is probably the highest that you can be nobody's 100 okay but do we not think he's gonna miss four games this year and okay the math isn't exactly off 17 game season four Mm -hmm. or five games I mean, he missed a lot more than that. If he misses four or five games this year, that six score of 74 is there. And I think we have that risk. And I think with that knee scope, there's a risk of vet rest. Vet rest for a young player translates to fewer targets. Vet rest for a vet
1: player may not. Fair enough. Yeah, it it makes it's just it's just odd to me that, you know, you hear people worry so much about all these other players. And it's just, you know, all the talk is about the Chris Godwin's of the world or it's about how Michael Thomas looks or it's about, you know, Robert. Or or Michael Gallup, you know, uh,
2: you know, uh, you know, he's oh, he's doing well. He's cutting. He's doing this. And then we went back and said, no, he's not going to be ready week one. And then the next day he admitted because of his MCL, which we were reporting since January, he's not going to make week one you know, kind of thing. Okay. So you start subtracting on the, on the six score for the season when that happens. And that's all we do. It makes, it's a tool for you guys and your followers to make easier decisions without having to do all the medical research. Do we say it's perfect? No, it's an opinion. It's like draft evaluations. They're never perfect, you know, uh, kind of thing, but you can't really go by projected fantasy numbers on some of these guys that have injury concerns. That's all we're saying. He is Dr.
1: David Chow, the pro football doc on Twitter and uh, the one of the main uh, one of the main features over there at the new site sixscore.com. and you cannot miss this next segment because we're going to talk about some of the most important running backs. Make sure you stick it right here. On Roster Watch. The 2022 Roster Watch cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back, only at rosterwatch.com. Winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is always guaranteed. The Rosterwatch Cheat Sheet. It's only at Rosterwatch.com all right, we are back. Dr. David Chow joins us at ProFootballDoc on Twitter. Of course, you can find his new website, SixScore.com. It is slick. They have some new features and some things that Doc was talking about off air that I can't wait for everybody to see. You guys hear us talk about the 6score site here, all the time the field view in season the various uh, things that we always quote doc is talking about from his podcast like the cluster injuries that we're always mentioning at these important positions so much great information over there at SixScore.com. doc again thank you for coming on for another segment here to discuss some of these running backs and we started out talking about the chris godwin dodging the pup you gave us what kind of Some insight into what that means. Does it mean something similar when you look at what's happening with James Robinson? You guys have a six score of him of 72. Interestingly, Travis Etienne and James Robinson are right here next to each other. You guys are a little bit worried about James Robinson, too. Maybe if we can just talk about the Jags backfield, um, sort of how you feel about this, because, of course, we know that Travis Etienne missed his entire rookie season coming off of a Liz Frank injury. For those of us that don't know much about Sports injuries, we do at least know when we hear Liz Frank or midfoot or any of that stuff, we become a little bit goosey about it. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts about him and just about James Robinson, the fact that he missed puck because he tore his Achilles pretty late last season. I be, I think it was around Christmas time, Doc. Are, are guys coming back earlier from Achilles now these days, especially last year with Cam, Cam Akers and everything? Well, there's no question Cam
2: Akers came back very early from his Achilles and we had said that even if he comes back, and which he did, he can't be that effective. And he wasn't. His yards per carry were almost half of what he was. He admitted he wasn't there. Part of the reason I think Cam Akers came back is, A, he's a tough guy. He wanted to be there for his team. B, his team needed him. Daryl Henderson was hurt, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Sony Michelle has the chronic bulky knees. And uh, this is why in the Super Bowl, one of our biggest – I get you're more fantasy than anything else. But one of our biggest prop recommendations is <laughs> Henderson will be back and he will still carry some Cam Akers. And he did. And that was an easy under. And now Cam Akers, his six score is actually higher this year because his second year you know, season back and he's further out. James Robinson is at 72 right now. Yes, he passed his physical. He's not on PUP. But Jacksonville is trying to rebrand after that disaster with Urban Meyer last year. Do they want any negative publicity? Like, uh oh, our running backs are in trouble. They didn't pass their physical and they're on PUP. No, they want all roses and whatever. Mm-hmm. And yes, James Robinson is ready to do individual period now. He can't do individual period if he's not cleared off of uh, passing a physical. So he's still working his way back. Just yesterday, I believe I saw a video of people saying, Look at how good he's running. And you know, one of the games I always play is. There's so many injuries that I do. I don't remember right side, left side, this, that, the other. But looking at James Robinson, I could tell what side it was uh, looking at his video. So he's not 100%. He's great. He could play just like Cam Akers played. But Cam Akers' yards per carry during the playoffs at the end of the season were maybe a a scotch over half of what he normally was. And this is the NFL. Everyone's tops. That's all we're saying about James Robinson. You cannot expect a fully healthy James Robinson. And actually coming off an Achilles, 73 is actually relatively optimistic. So if you think he's a hundred thousand yard back, we're saying, ah, maybe he's gonna or seventy-two, that he's gonna get seven hundred and twenty. That's not so bad. We're a little more optimistic on Travis Etienne. In terms of the list, Frank, based on time, uh, you know, it's just a matter of making sure he has all the speed and cuttings. So we're a, a slight bit tempered, but really not too bad either. But he's higher at an eighty-one than James Robinson
1: in terms of his relative health based on what he does. Talk. What about Dalvin Cook? It feels like I'm. I'm. By, I. I think he's never gotten through a season healthy. I. I, I might. I might be wrong. I think – I can't remember him getting through a season without missing a game. What What is the difference whenever you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook versus, say, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who over the course of the last couple – I mean, both these guys are fantasy superstars. Whenever they're on the field, absolute studs. It feels like both of them have been now hit with the injury-plagued label. I wonder, is there any distinction that you make? Because Christian McCaffrey – I saw him yesterday on the NFL training camp live – he was saying, "Man, a bunch of these injuries I've had has just been like unrelated, annoying injuries. Like they've, they've been, pit, you know, it's been a real thorn in my side. But you know, there hadn't been anything. You know, there hadn't been anything major. It feels like with Dalvin, there could be something with his. Is, is, is it his shoulder that keeps happening? And then how no, do you a lot go- of things?
2: I mean, with okay. Dalvin, I mean he tore his ACL, and then when he came back, the expectations were too high, just like Saquon Barkley that first year back, and we panned him that first year." And then the second year, we said, don't lose faith in, in Dalvin Cook. He's going to have a good year. And he did, but then he developed some shoulder issues. So if you talk about Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey, for example, McCaffrey was injury-free his entire career in college and in the NFL until the last two seasons. So is he an Man or is he injury-prone? Or is it somewhere in the middle in terms of luck? <laughs> I don't love the term injury-prone because, to me, injury-prone is a, it's a repeat injury their, their body is weaker in some area, and it keeps happening, and they're not fixing it. Uh, injury riddled is fair, and that's been uh, the last two seasons for CMC. But I do think there is something called prone to injury. Let's talk about it for quarterbacks. My, my guy, Phillip Rivers, was the Iron Man. He played through a torn ACL. He did that <laughs> the other day. He did, okay. He played through a lot of injuries, but he's less injury prone because he stays in the pocket and gets rid of the football. Who else seems to be less injury prone? Tom Brady does the same thing. Eli Manning, when he played, did that. Okay. Who gets injured? Big Ben when he's out of the pocket, Tony Romo, when he's out of the pocket, Aaron Rodgers, when he's out of the pocket, Lamar Jackson went last year at the end of the season, when he extended plays, Dak Prescott, when he went out of the pocket and ran, Yo. extending plays and out of the pocket is, or two seasons ago, that's when you get hurt. So there is something called prone to injury based on your style of play. And that's a little bit where Dalvin Cook is. The man runs so hard. He takes the contact. He hits holes full speed. He doesn't duck and, and, you know, have a glancing blow when he's done. So that's the only reason his sixth score is a tiny bit lower at 91 instead of typical 94 or 5 because he really invites the contact in his running style. You can argue that's also what makes him great and gets him all the yardage. So he's relative healthy, but there is some – worry there and and two guys I'll talk about that I worked with Ladanian Tomlinson knock on wood basically never got injured because he was so good that he could run at 90% and leave 10% to avoid the big hit look if you're a boxer and you throw punches from your heels and you give it your all and you're not under control you're open to being knocked out with a counter punch Ladanian Tomlinson was so good that he was had a fifth gear always there and he could avoid contact and avoid injuries and stay healthy. Uh, Ryan Matthews doesn't give enough pre- credit. His, his uh, The guy who followed with Danian, he got a lot of injuries because he gave it 110% on every play. And then it's harder to avoid injuries. But we shouldn't be criticizing those guys like Ryan Matthews or Dalvin Cook that they're quote injury riddled. We should be praising them that like they're really leaving it out there on the field. So I get it from a fantasy perspective. It might, people might have a different perspective.
1: What about, uh, what about the, um, and of course we're here with uh, Dr. David Chow at pro on Twitter, six score.com doc. I'm very mindful of your time. So thanks so much for coming on and we're coming up right here to the, right here to the, to the end of the hour. I, but before we get out, I, I, I couldn't get out here without asking you about the Ravens running backs. With, I mean, last year with this whole ordeal we had with the Ravens running backs to start the year. Now, we're now we're coming into another year where we have these same question marks. But at least they're coming back from those injuries that occurred, you know, at this point last year. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, both happened before the season even started. I look at their six scores on on sixscore.com. You guys have J.K. Dobbins at a forty-seven, Gus Edwards at a sixty-one. Both those are pretty low, Doc. Um, uh, and like you said, that 47 sounds an awful lot like what you had Saquon Barkley at last year. If you could just give us w- what you think about um, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I mean, do you think e- do you think either of them are going to be ready to start the season? And if when they do come back, will they be effective? What's the difference in their injuries? Can you just give us the rundown about the Ravens running backs? We've been early
2: on J.K. Dobbins saying it's more than an ACL with his LCL injury, too. And that's why we gave him such a low six score. Honestly, it probably could have been lower, but we saw some good progress on videos, et cetera. Uh, so he is doing very, very well for his injury. It's just a very bad injury, ACL and LCL. And actually, our six score uh, Sports Injury Central SICscore.com article was quoted at Ravens.com, by the way, uh, oh. and when we panned him. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if an intern lost his job over that or not. But I'm joking. But the bottom line is, is J.K. Dobbins came out after Ian Rappaport said some things and said, "No, you need to ask me." And whatever. And I'm like, well, happy to ask you. But an LCL ACL is a tough combination. Don't think he's going to be 100. Dobbins said he would not go on PUP. Of course, he went on PUP to start the, the training camp, coming off the whole deal. So the bottom line is. Timing-wise, I get people say he should be ready because it's been basically a year. But his injury is more than an LCL. Therefore, we talk about his low six score. And I can't predict whether he's going to play week one or not. But whether he plays week one or not, look, whatever the the, uh, the fantasy projections, what do they? Uh, healthy J.K. Dobbins would be what? I don't know, 1,200 yards? I don't know. I'm doing that off the top of my head. You you tell me. That'd be me. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Considering right? the other running backs he has in the backfield, yeah. I don't think he's getting 600 this season. I mean, that's gives you a, a now. Is it because there's other running backs and 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 he's not 100 percent and spot usage? Is it because he misses the first four or six weeks or whatever? That's kind of where it's at. That's that's and so don't get take it wrong that I'm saying he's a bad running back because we gave him a score of 47. We're just saying, based on his injuries in this season. What you might, how you might want to temper expectations for this season. Not saying he's not any good. Look, late season, he might, his sixth score in an individual game come week 14 might be 93, right? But right now, cumulative for the season, we have it at 47. His sixth score for week one might be zero because he's on PUP, right? But just cumulative for the season, we arrive at 47. And Gus Edwards were a little more optimistic, but still not full go at 61. And, yeah, Ravens, by the way, have the lowest team six score going into the season. And you can see that all. We all have the team stuff. And before we go, let me tell you something for your fans. It's not just about comparing a guy. You know, Let's say you're making a decision on, on two running backs in a given week. It's not about looking at the six score and saying, so, you know, oh, it's 92 and 94, and this is who I should play. Of course, it's about the opponent. But what your guys can do and what you guys can do is look at the field view for the health of the running of the offensive line of the running back you're going to play that week versus when you're making a decision and look at the health of the run defense. And we have that six-score number. It, you know, one team is playing the, the Browns and one's the Ravens, but you know, one running back who's healthier on defense in the front seven in the run defense, or who's unhealthier. Maybe that makes your decision on who to play. And that's what we try and and help people out with decisions.